you've managed to uh, make that last and yeah. not get it all over you. Yeah. I, this is again fourth time here. This yeah, you've season. got this down. I've been. Yeah, I'm kind of a regular. So, and as you can see in my right blue shirts, I've got I've got you all the colors gotta, of the rainbow. Got to do it sort of mm-hmm. like parallel to your body, straight up and down. You do any of the tilts, and it gets out of that little you know drip thing. I'm at the point now when I record this show. My shirts are no longer shirts; they're just yeah, smocks. Right. It's like I'm going to art art class. It's car con carne. Let's eat in the car. It's car con carne. And now here's the star of our show, James Van Alstyle. So here was the plan. I'm here with Scott Smith. How do I how do I present you? What, what title do I um, hit you with? I don't know. Gadfly. You're so. a gadfly. A, a media observer, media there participant, media member. That works. Uh, also, a, a resident of this general area. We're in Beverly for Rainbow Cone, and our plan was let's go to the legendary, the original Rainbow Cone. Have ice cream. It's summer as we're recording this. As I was on my way here, you decided that was not enough. You wanted to show me the full experience, the full culinary experience of this area. Right. Because I figure you've never been a top-notch. You're going to come all the way down here. I'm going to need to introduce you to the top-notch beef burger. It is really and truly, and this is not just me saying this, this is, it comes up on the best burgers in Chicago lists all over the place. One of the best burgers in Chicago. You've been telling me about this for a while, and we're just going to get started because you walked into the car with burgers. Yep. This is yep. amazing. Um, all right, wait, so you've been telling me about this place for a while. What is it about this, about Top Notch? Um, it is 80 years old. Um, so it's been around for a really, really long time. Rainbow Cone has been around for about 90. So mm-hmm. both of those businesses have a, a fair amount of history in the neighborhood. Um, it is just a really, really great burger. It is also that sort of classic diner burger as it is. well. It is. That's a good way to see. say it. Yeah. yeah. And now you walk in, and it's also a very classic diner look. It looks, the place you know, looks like it hasn't changed in the last you know, say 40 years or so. Um, you know, it's, uh, you can get, I got grilled onions. I hope mm-hmm. that's, uh, you get uh, onions, you can have raw onions, grilled onions, what have you. Um, I think grilled onions with cheese is the best way to have the beef burger. It is uh, a neighborhood joint. It's on 95th Street. It is uh, so good. It's a fairly busy street. And I'm telling you, right? Like, I didn't steer you wrong. And I, it's heavy. Yeah, yeah. The, the, there, there's some heft to this in my hand. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it, it is that classic diner burger. And mm-hmm. I love a nice flat Burger. Mm-hmm. That's why I like going to Billy Goat. It's not tarted up. It's not trying to be uh, too big for its britches. You know, very, very classic to the neighborhood. Yeah, this is awesome. Thank you. Thank you for uh, fully indoctrinating me into the area. I mean, because Rainbow Cone, for one, exists at Navy Pier. Right. No way, right. But that means no one from Chicago will ever experience it. True. That's true. Unless they work for public radio. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the morning shift is getting that all the time. Um, yeah, they just put that in there. And, in fact, um, she, the uh, Rainbow Cones normally at Taste of Chicago every year. Mm-hmm. But this last year, they chose not to go in part because uh, they were doing all the expansion at, at mm-hmm. Navy Pier. Um, they've had it at um, um, D.C. Uh, it's been for, like, inaugural events and things like that. So Rainbow Cone travels. It's a little bit of an ambassador. Top notch, not as much, unfortunately. Uh, actually, um, the foot is traveling down my sleeve, <laughs> down my shirt. This is not an elegant dinner. Oh, 
I already stole one. You have no, enough? no, no. This okay. is these are shared napkins. <laughs> yeah, yeah this no. is delicious. Yeah, I, I love this great, kind of burger. Great. I mean, it's just very you know tomatoes, lettuce, onions, pickles, mustard. Very Thank classic. Thank you for doing this. Mm-hmm. All right, so media gadfly Scott Smith, what are you up to these days? Um, you know, I'm just about to start a new job. Oh no. Breaking news. I should, I should say previously, you worked for Chicago Magazine. That's right. Touch Vision. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was my most recent gig, editorial mm-hmm. director. So where are you headed? I am headed to a marketing agency called Teamworks Media, which uh, has uh, museums and colleges for their clients. Touch Vision was a video news. I described it as a news and entertainment video startup. You know, we did everything from uh, an hour-long TV show that went out to about 70% of the country. That was your standard kind of morning headline news Mm -hmm. mixed with social commentary, which was our big thing. You know, we Mm -hmm. had people like Felonious Monk, no stranger to the Caracol Carne podcast. True enough. uh, And other folks who were doing really sharp, incisive uh, commentary about culture and and social justice issues and all that kind of thing. And, you know, one of the last things we were doing was um, covering the Laquan McDonald Mm -hmm. uh, shooting. So we got pretty deep into that, and it kind of really started to hit our stride. But we had been, we were like three years into uh, the company, you know, two years prior, they were doing something completely different. So we had, were sort of part of this relaunch in the last year. So you and were under the gun to make it really successful yeah, really fast. Yeah. And they just, the revenue just wasn't there. The models weren't there. You know, the postscript to that, though, is... Well, the guy that was running operations and, and sort of the creative end of things, a guy named Justin Allen, has now started his own startup. Yep. It's video-driven, uh, Ruckus Factory. And he's making a great go of it um, and actually generating uh, you know, more revenue himself, I think, than we uh, did. And I think that's mainly because you know you have few less people at the table and you get to call the shots a little bit easier and you know that sort of thing. So what did you learn from the experience? And by the way, I ate my burgers super fast. I always do because I'm hosting the podcast and mm-hmm. I feel like I should keep talking. So the only way to keep talking is to make the food go bye-bye. Fair enough. I think we're doing a good job of, you know, I'm talking to, I'm, I'm a bit it, of a... It's a trade-off. Of mouth, so mm-hmm. we're doing good here. We're taking turns. So walking away from that experience, yeah. which I, I know you put a lot of you into, what did you learn? Um... You know, this is something I tell everybody, which is to understand exactly where the money's coming from. And I had a pretty good sense of that going in, but, you know, have a good sense of of how long that's going to be. What's the runway look like? You know, what's their burn rate? Um, All those kinds of things. Uh, And and burn rate for the unadditioned. Is how fast they're going through money. So a rough sense of what the salaries look like, a rough sense of what uh, your overhead is. You know, for us, it would have been... You know, how much money we're having to spend on equipment or get new equipment or how much right. money we're spending on uh, various fees and things like that. Um, but then also I think the biggest thing is making sure you know what you're about. You know, know what the product is, know what the brand is actually going to be about because that's the hardest thing to capture. That's the hardest thing to figure out. Mm-hmm. And it's really hard to, like we were, be figuring that out while you are trying to put a product out. Sure, you know, I bet. You've got, it's, we've got a TV show, and so if there's dead air, it shows. And <laughs> we, you know, it was a thing that was sort of taped and locked by about 3 o'clock in the morning for about a 5 a.m. Uh, to 7 a.m., depending on where you were, a show. But even still, it was like, that was a hustle every day to figure that out. Maybe. Oh, hey, I got you something else, by the way. Speaking of which, 
uh, they had those little vending machines in there uh-huh. that you put 50 cents into. That all the kids are into. Is this a tattoo? It's a tattoo. A Batman tattoo. A Batman tattoo. I love Batman. Well, yeah, you do. It's like you knew me. Yeah, there you go. My great disappointment is I just this week ordered one of those car magnets that goes on the door. Mm-hmm. So that when I record these shows, yeah. I can put the car magnet on the passenger side of the car. It says Car Con Carne. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. You're really coming up in the world. And we should explain before we run in. What is in a rainbow cone? Ah, so this, this is special, right? Rainbow cone is is, and I have to. I mean, I'm going to pull out a quick piece of uh, cheat sheet card to be honest with you, because uh, I was imagining you would ask me that question, but I was also imagining I would have a very large visual aid in front of me. So they slab a bunch of flavors, right? So the flavors are sort of uh, top to bottom: orange sherbet, mm-hmm. pistachio, Palmer House, which is like a cherry. It is a uh, vanilla with cherry and walnuts mm-hmm. in it, specifically a Venetian vanilla. Mm. Uh, so, you know, it's very fancy. It's, it's European. Yeah. Uh, and then strawberry and chocolate on the bottom. But it's slabs of each layer. So it's not like what you would imagine, like a scoop, right, like right. a round scoop. It's a slab, and it kind of tilts, which apparently... When you do it that way, uh, they have to do it specifically that way so that it is the original rainbow cone. And if they you ask for it without certain flavors, what they do is they put it on, on in that sort of circular scoop way. Because something about the combination of the flavors and the way the ice cream is put on there makes it a rainbow cone. And so they do it that way so they can protect the uh, copyright of the ice cream treat. Right, we're back with our rainbow cones, and this is this is beat the clock. It was a one minute walk back to my car, and this is already dripping and yeah. melting like crazy. Yeah, and it's hot, but it's not like ridiculously sweltering. And now we're in the car, and it's still it it melts fast. It's fleeting, uh-huh. like a Chicago summer. So the key is to kind of hold it so that the ice cream is actually like straight up and down. Because if you tilt it, you're going to get drips. And then I just do I do the the lick around the bottom every I once did, in a while. The, get got that. some tongue action going yeah, on here. Yeah, this is the most non-erotic thing you're going to see all right. week. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, getting a flavor flavor combo. Pistachio is a nice touch. Yep. Yep. And then you start to get into the uh, Venetian vanilla with the cherries mm-hmm. and the walnuts. So, funny story about so this flavor is called Palmer House, and you would think that it's because. It was invented by the Palmer House Hotel, That's exactly right? what That's I exactly thought. What think. Uh-huh. That's what I thought until I started researching it for a piece I wrote. And it turns out the flavor of vanilla was called Palmer. And it was the vanilla with the, the cherries in it. He added the walnuts. A guy named Joseph Sapp was the guy that opened Rainbow Cone 90 years ago. And so he adds, I think, the walnuts, and he appends the word house to it in honor, if you will, of the hotel... But really, when you think about it, I think the dude was just doing some pretty solid marketing. Mm-hmm. And being like, I'm going to... This Palmer House thing seems to be happening. I'm going to get in on that action. Oh, yeah. It was like 1920 before you know copyright law and branding got you know a little the way it is now. And you could get away with that sort of thing. So that's how you have a flavor called Palmer House. All right. So now the secret is I'm discovering. you got to act quick. Yep. you got to move that tongue around and right. kind of whittle it down right. to a more traditional scoop Shape. Right, right. You just kind of keep, kind of. That's right. Whittling it down is a good way of putting it. You just kind of keep going around and around. Mm-hmm. 
Then you get that flavor combo, right? Which on paper sounds a little messed up, but this works, right? No, it it totally works. It, it, this is one of the uh, the most joyous things about uh, Chicago summer. Oh, this is darn good. And we got the large, right? No, we got, we the, got small. the small, which is a significant amount of ice cream, as uh-huh. I told you. I'm good. Yeah. And I, are, I can already foresee when I take my son here, the argument, no, Dad, I can totally have a large. We actually had that argument with my five-year-old. Because <laughs> there's the baby size. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, I'm not a baby anymore. I'm like, fair enough. Get the small. Mm-hmm. You're like, no, I want a big one. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's a, it's a tough argue, you know, with a five-year-old. So as a media gadfly, mm. let's start with news. Sure. It seems like it's a scary, frightening, horrific time to be a journalist. You know, I don't, I don't know. So do you mean that from a, because of the way that people view journalists, or do you mean no. to try to make a living? Uh, well, uh, that's for sure. But I'm talking about in terms of, this trolling we're seeing, the anti-Semitism. Mm, okay, okay, right. Like, the anonymity of the internet and this pervasive, hateful culture that's around right, us. Right, right. seems like it's really scary to put yourself out there as someone from the fourth estate. Well, I mean, it's particularly true with women. Um, and we've seen a lot of, you know, for people who are covering the political arena, uh, there's been a fair amount of, of anti-Semitism, particularly people who end up writing about Trump. Mm-hmm. Um, anybody, I was having this conversation with a media friend yesterday, and we were both sort of talking about the kinds of stuff we want to write about when we're not writing about stuff for our jobs. And she was like, you know, I want to write about things like harassment, and I mm-hmm. want to write about things like equality, but I know that immediately makes me a target for people who are terrible. And that's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. I, so I think you're right. I mean, I think it's it's one of the hardest times to be a journalist, to be writing honestly, to be writing accurately, um, in part because, in, and I'm not one of those people that thinks like, oh, the internet twists things and it's, you know, Twitter, you know, it's hard to write in 140 characters. And it, I don't think it is. I think it's more the way in which something will start off and get going and you're painted in a particular light, and the way in which there is that kind of pylon is new and yeah. different. That's, that's and it. Scary. It's the pylon. Mm-hmm. I think it's actually called a dog pile. In is it really in trolling terms? Oh yeah. God, uh-huh. everything is the worst. And uh, you, you are very active in social media. I met you through social media. That's right. Um, it's funny. I was walking from work to my car, and in the two minutes after I walked out of the office, suddenly my phone blew up. And I saw like, I had 14 uh, notifications from Twitter. My first thought, which turned out to be accurate, I bet Scott Smith tweeted about going to Rainbow <laughs> Cone tonight and mentioned me. See, I had to... I've been in this weird space where I am trying to figure out how to be less uh, on or less exposed to social media, but still do social media for my job and my sort of side projects. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't I don't turn on notifications for my phone, for example. So, like, that would... Uh, that's an experience that I just had to stop because it, it just... It's all the time, and it's that constant, oh, new, a, new, a new feed pellet. Oh, I'm just, <laughs> a new feed pellet. Oh, a new feed pellet. You know, Scott, it's just I've constant. got to interrupt you. There is a woman right across the parking lot from us uh-huh. feeding a Labrador retriever 
Oh, a God rainbow bless. Cone. That is amazing. The, that is that is people that love their dogs. That dog couldn't be happier. I mean, first of all, that dog's got a pretty good life, clearly. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's, you know, it's got a nice trim. You know, it looks well taken care of. Mm-hmm. Uh, these people appear to be from Minnesota, so, mm-hmm. you know, maybe they're not here very often. Maybe the dog doesn't get the rainbow cone all that often. <laughs> um, that's wonderful. It See? looks like it looks like he's cross-species treat. Mm-hmm. I need a new dog. Yeah, you need a new dog. Yeah, my old dog is no longer with us. I it sounds like 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 it's a jacket that's just got patches worn yeah, into time, the elbows. It's time like, for another yeah, one. You need a new dog. It's summer time for the summer dog. <laughs> so all right, feed pellets. You turn off notifications. So how yeah, do you so find out? If I, if I were to mention you right now, how would you ever know? I figure I would. I've been trying to to not be bothered by the FOMO. Um, I would I delete Twitter and Facebook from my phone for for hours or you know a day or two weekends. I didn't tend to be the weekends, uh, just to kind of have the space to think. And and it's while it is wonderful and fantastic, uh, it is also sometimes like I my own worst impulses are indulged. The sort of thing that is the curse of most creative people, which is that you kind of live in your head a bunch, mm-hmm. tends to be exacerbated by. You know, being it's there's uh, I don't know if it's a comic or if it's a if it's a TV show or if it's a oh it's it's a Buffy episode where she can hear <laughs> it's like I know there's some kind of a genre entertainment I'm about to refer to uh, there's a Buffy episode um, called uh, I think it's it's not Hush but it's the other one where she hears all of the voices of the students around her and that she's hearing all of this pain and all of this anguish and everything and particularly right now. You know, we're a couple of days removed from the shooting in Orlando. Like, there is just a tremendous amount of pain and sadness and anguish, and it is—it's really tough to to be sort of exposed to that mm-hmm. and be sort of swimming in that. Um, or, you know, it's some crazy thing is said by, you know, Trump or some other politician or, or person, and there's all this anger about it. And again, it's hard to swim in all of that. This dog could not be any happier. The dog keeps licking his person as a show of thanks. Like, yeah. this is awesome. Yeah. Thank nice, you for taking nice me work. to Rainbow Nice cone. work. Woof. Nice work. Woof. Yep. Uh, more ice cream for the dog. Yeah. Why not? I think it's... I don't know how, how good for the dog it is, but I don't think it's bad for it. I don't think dairy's well, good you for You know dogs. what? Those dogs are not supposed to have chocolate, right? Or dairy, I yeah, don't think. No? Okay. Well, wait. Really? I'm pretty sure. Because, well, cats can have milk. I don't think dogs should dogs dairy. Dogs probably should. And uh-huh. certainly not chocolate. No. Uh, the dog's getting the cone. Yep. Dog doesn't want the cone. No, he's like just on my no, ice that's cream. That's BS. The co- yeah. yeah, the dog wants the real thing. Right. Yeah, who wants the, the sort of wafery thing? See, this is why I like labs. The, the yeah. hatchback is wide open. The lab's not making right. A, right. a run for it. The lab just wants to hang out with its people. Where is he going to go? There's a bunch of ice cream in front of him. Who's going to leave? Come on. He knows, he knows what side of the cone has the ice cream and oh, that metaphor fell apart all right so, so look into the future speaking of journalism yeah what does it look like in five years from, from a broadcast perspective print perspective online where where is where's this train heading you know i think there's going to be a lot fewer uh places that are are making money i think there are going to be a lot fewer actual outlets and there's going to be uh, there's going to be a continuation of a thing we've already seen which is more freelance more contract stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you were talking to, I forget the guy's name, but uh, you were both kind of talking about radio and how radio has gotten like that. And everybody's got 
a couple of different jobs now where you used oh, to yeah. have like one really solid gig and now you got a couple and I think that's yeah, what people are people piecing are together writing careers yeah, exactly so everybody's got a little piece of something in a couple different places you know somebody might have a TV gig somebody might have a writing thing somebody might have some copywriting they do on the side and then they might do a little consulting as well and I think that is that freelance culture is what we're going to continue to see more of which is going to be interesting because you're starting to see that with like Uber is obviously very freelance and contract driven and it's taking advantage of the sort of looseness in the law to be able to do something like that. Mm-hmm. We're going to now start to see more kind of like worker protections and and need for things like that because the, those industries, and it won't just be media, I think it's going to be others too, they're going to go much more in the contract freelance uh, space. So, I mean, I think, you know, this has been a rough year for digital media or a rough six months, and we're going to continue to see more contraction, I think, and more folks... Uh, having to, you know, there's like, oh, everybody's a brand now. And it's kind of true because they sort of have to be. It's not like everybody's like, ooh, ooh, I want to be a media personality. It's like, ooh, ooh, I want to eat. Everything you're saying is hitting me uncomfort- uncomfortably <laughs> close. Yeah, I mean, we're in the, I mean, it was. I've been, you know, kind of grinding this out for the last, you know, four months or so too. And it's, it's a it's it's tough. This is this is the hardest I've seen. I mean, I've been laid off slash fired slash, uh, you know, startup shut down, you know, mm-hmm. twice before, and this was the this was the hardest out of the three, and um, it's it's just a, there's a weird it's a weird time right now. I mean, not for nothing. You're in Chicago, and two of the major media entities are going through a pretty serious amount of uh, contraction and. Trunkness. So, uh, where can we as media consumers consume your media? You can find me very occasionally blogging at ourmaninchicago.net or you can follow me on Twitter at ourmaninchicago. Speaking of blogging, I know I stopped doing it a while ago. Yeah. And it wasn't a conscious decision. It just it seemed less and less urgent. Maybe I had less to say. I don't think I'm alone. No, I don't think you are either. Uh, I stopped doing it not for any particular reason, but just the... So I was talking about Twitter as this steam valve, right? And, like, that idea of somebody who's a writer, you write because you've, like, got something in you and you have to, like, get it out of your head and the act of publishing it in some way kind of scratches that itch, right? And I'm, again, Mm -hmm. mixing metaphors here. Uh, I think when you do that on Twitter, it's out there and it's done and, like, you're like, okay, I can breathe again now. I've kind of expressed mm-hmm. that. I put that out there in a very real way and done. And I think that has had somewhat of an effect on blogging. Um, I, you know, somebody I was talking to yesterday does a lot of that on Facebook. She's like, I really feel like I should get back into blogging. I do all this stuff on Facebook. I say I don't have time, but clearly I write this big, long thing on <laughs> Facebook. And um, for whatever reason, she said the same thing. Like, it's just that's that's – that works for her. That's the outlet. That's the thing that she wanted out of blogging. She kind of gets it there. Um, I don't think it's any of this stuff that's happening with media largely is has resulted in blogging kind of going away. And there's all this like death of blogging stuff that happens mm-hmm. all the time. Um, I don't know. I just think that it's it's the largely the people who felt their creative energies having to go somewhere and to go somewhere was it was going to go into blogging. It's now goes into Twitter. And and that that's probably why. Or podcasting. Or podcasting. Now it should be noted you are 
Our Man in Chicago, O-U-R, not Our Man, H-O-U-R. That would make you a member of the Justice Society of America. That would, that's true. That would be like the Chicago chapter of the Justice Society of America. The JSA. Mm-hmm. We're doing pretty good. We're on like four comic book references for this podcast. Pretty good. Is that it? Well, so far, I think. It seems like a missed opportunity. It really does. We should have been at last seven or eight by now. Well, the dog has left now, by the way. I know. See you later, Trunk. Yeah. Bye, Trunk. Uh, so, all right, since you're here, and I know it's a little bit after the fact, but mm-hmm. Civil War? Uh, the movie? It was yeah. great. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It, it was, was great. so good. I'm still on the fence as to whether or not I like that or Winter Soldier better. Uh, Winter Soldier was fantastic, yeah. too. I mean, I I've still, like, when when I have an evening to myself or, like, my wife's out of town and I'm, like, ready to sit down and, like, watch something, I'm like, am I going to just watch Winter Soldier again or am I going <laughs> to actually watch another original piece of it? Because the Falcon is so great. Yeah, he's fantastic. I really like the, the brother, the little brother, big brother interplay between him and Bucky. The scene fantastic. in the car oh, God, in Civil so War. Yep. Yep. Everybody was good. It had that, like, the airport scene was a perfect example of, like, they figured out how to have everybody in a film and have it all work. Um, and I really didn't know how they were going to actually have Spider-Man in there and have it work. And it was... It totally did. So good and so, like, this is great. Somebody has figured it out. Um just kind of fantastic. All right, so Our Man in Chicago, not Our Man in Chicago, right. uh, is where we can find you, and you tweet often, although not, not necessarily on the weekends, as we learned. Yeah, I start trying to take weekends could off. could be now. a timeout. Right. Yeah. Uh, thank you for bringing burgers into the car. I could not have you come to the Beverly Morgan Park neighborhood and not have you partake in both Top Notch and Rainbow Cone. This is fantastic. That's the way you got to do it. If you're going to come down in the neighborhood, this is the way you got to do it. you got to pair the two together. You, you are my concierge. Uh, and this rainbow cone, it cannot be stated any more strongly. This is summer. Mm-hmm. And you've managed to uh, make that last and yeah. not get it all over you. Yeah. I, this is, again, fourth time here. This yeah, you've got season. this down. I've been, yeah, I'm kind of a regular. So. And as you can see in my right. blue shirt, I've got, I've got all the colors gotta, of the rainbow. Got to do it sort of like parallel to your body. Straight up and down. You do any of the tilts and it gets out of that little, you know, drip thing. I'm at the point now when I record this show, my shirts are no longer shirts. They're just smocks. Yeah, right. It's like I'm going to art, art class. So what you need to do, as we were talking earlier, is you got to get the carcone carne smart, uh, smocks. Or car the, con yeah, carne smocks. And there this is go. clearly carcone carne car- because we had ice cream right. cones. Or so. I was going to say carcone helado. You know, because... Because of the the Spanglish. Right, right. Uh, Scott Smith, thank you so much for hanging out in the car. Thank you for having me.